Hi everyone, you're welcome to the Refinance Funnies podcast once again. And sincerely, I want to thank you for always joining us in this podcast. And for those of you that have been sharing, thank you. For those of us that have been listening, thank you. And I really want to believe that you have been so blessed um, because um, the goal, uh, the vision is to you know, uh, be able to decode the heartbeat of God to humanity and thereby turning the hearts of men back to God because um, I think this is the biggest desire of the Father that men will come to the fullness of stature in Him. Ephesians chapter 4. And not just coming to the fullness of stature, we will attain a level of perfection in Him. And in this, at this level, we will we can boldly, boldly, boldly become envoys, become representatives, become ambassadors of this glorious kingdom. I, I hope you know that your generation, your, your lineage, your family is also looking up to you. <laughs> For the endless expectations of the creature Romans chapter 8 verse 19 is endlessly awaiting the manifestations of the sons of God. Are you a son of God? Are you yet a son of God? You see, for this reason, the son of God will manifest that he will destroy the works of darkness. Are you carefully doing these things? And so when you find out that your life is not representing or replicating these possibilities in God. You need to go back and cry. I'm very sorry, but I just have to tell you what it is. You see, it is not about trial and error. No. You have to get it. If you don't get it, go back and see why you did not get it. And then make sure that next time you are getting it. Because there is no space for mediocrity in this kingdom. So, hold on a minute. How can you be a Christian for a long number of years and then there is no reality of this particular kingdom that you can carefully and comfortably effect? I don't know if this thing bothers me like... bothers you like it bothers me. Because the goal of the Father is in our fullness. It's, it's good to go to church. But in a couple of years, I know some of us might have changed a lot of church. And I know you, you are, you, you are there, listening to me. How many churches have you gone to since you were born? Some of you have, someone like me, I think I've changed up to 10 to 15 churches. I know, I know your own will be up to 50. But, but it's not really about the number of churches now. No, it's not about the number of churches. But to what degree has these many denominations, many, many assemblies, to what degree has it affected your life? To what degree has it made you a good Christian? You see, I don't even want to start talking about the many compromises I see that believers indulge in. 
And so, a, a believer, a Christian, still has an issue praying. A, a believer still has a lot of issues fasting. Uh, then, over the years, what have you been taught? Why are you not grounded in this thing? These are basic things. And so somebody's telling me, ah, you don't need to pray too much. All you need, are you, are you okay? But the Bible says men ought always to pray. So if I may understand that thing, that is a, 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 a continuous affair. Men should be praying. And then when you go to Tesla, I think Thessalonians chapter 5 is, 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 is it 7 now? Is it pray without ceasing? So will the scriptures be broken up? But I, I see that we're just uh, denominationally conscious. We are so conscious about our denomination, but not conscious about our growth level and process. And so what have you been doing for the past 20 years? So now, I'm sorry, but if we are calling Christians, you too, you say you're a Christian. I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm asking a, a, a question. Is your life truly making Jesus proud? You have to take time and answer these questions. Is your life sincerely making Jesus proud? You that is still struggling with lies, you are now lying more than Satan. I didn't come to, but I feel important. You are a Christian, you're still fornicating. Eh? And the way you do your fornication, eh? you do it organized, you know, a professional way. You are a Christian, and then you spend hours on TikTok watching naked women. Some of you don't know. You know, let me give you one. You know, as you are liking this thing, other people are still seeing that you, you like this thing. When you go to Facebook, you, you like one naked video, one comedy. Another person is seeing that you like. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying this so that we can be. Can you track your growth process over the years? This is my, this is my worry. This is my worry. So Apostle Paul, having seen that this very growth thing is very important, he called the spiritual son. He said, Timothy, come. Study to show yourself approved. A woke man that does not need to be ashamed because the time is coming way. This thing you feel, you know, because your time has not come, does not mean it will not come. You see, when you, this thing you are feeling, you are learning, a time is coming when it has to be tested, it has to be tried, it has to be proven. What will be your testimony? In this day, what will be your testimony? And so, what will be said of you in this very day? Can you track your growth process over 20 years now in God? 
Or you only know how to wear good clothes on Sunday morning and go and show yourself. Some of you, even after the church service, when you leave the door, you have forgotten what was preached. To what degree is your existence making Jesus proud? This is actually by the way. But I feel it's important. I think you should get a paper as you're listening to me. And then be able to analyze the things that the Lord has, has taken you through. How have you grown over the years in God and with God? That is by the way. So we'll be, you know, checking a little about the mountains of the Lord. I trust that subsequently we will come back to visit this very topic and this very place. But I think I, I just want to, you know, do a surface walk. You know, I may not really do a good walk, a good job on it, but I just want to do a surface because it's going to form a lot of integral parts in the rest of our podcast for this year. The rest of our podcast episode for this year. Yes. But I just want to do a little... Um, of a brushing now so that by the time we start dealing with each of these things down the middle of the year towards the end of the year you understand what we have been trying to do child of god is not really about the messages the many messages but it, it is more about a personal relationship with god it is more about a personal work with god are you really working with God? Are you really, are you really in a relationship with God? I, sorry, I still have a, a lot of time. I'll talk about the mountain of the Lord. But this is what we should think about first. I could really talk about this mountain of the Lord and then we are all gone. Yes, we'll be fine. But it's not my emphasis now. My emphasis is that to what degree can you show that the Lord has been working with you as a Christian? Because we don't know who you will meet tomorrow. You will meet someone who does not know the Christ you claim to know. And to a degree, you will have to prove this Christ. Sir, ma, have you proven God enough in your society? Does your family even know that you know God? Do they even believe? Do they believe? These are the facts. These are the facts of these are the facts of this whole thing. We need to carefully understand what we are doing with and in God. Enough of these trials and error. What are we doing? So somebody was suffering from headache the last time and then. A believer. You're a Christian. I know that there, are, there are medical approaches to this thing. So, so obviously this believer did not believe um, in, in medical attention now, okay? So the first thing she did was to call her pastor. Hello, daddy. Hello, man of God. I'm having a headache. Come on. So if you were to stress a man of God, you are stressing a man of God over headache. What was the authority in Christ given to you for? So you're in a situation that needs that a witness will arise and prove God. 
then we have 100 Christians in the scene and they are all shouting. They are all videoing with their phones. You should not exist as a Christian. You should not exist. I'm coming. I pray that the Lord will help us understand. You see, don't just see that I am I'm being harsh and I am, I am being hard. No, don't see it that way. I want you to see it as that I am challenging you to go for God. Child of God, go and look, go and look for whom God, go and look for God. Go and seek Him. I pray the Lord will help us. So, um, I, I would like to be reading a few scriptures to us. And, and then I, I, I see, I, see um, I believe the Lord will help us. So, the Bible is speaking in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. It said, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of ever. So you have come to Mount Zion. Please, what is Mount Zion? That's the first thing we need to understand. The mountain of the Lord. And here they said, they call it the city of the living God. What is this place? So the first thing I want you to understand is that this is the dwelling place of God. So I heard one of my brothers making analysis and he asked the question, he said, where does God live? <laughs> where does God live? So I'm here to tell you that God stays in mountain. It is his city. It is his city. So, the dwelling place of God, pay attention, the dwelling place of God. You know, the Bible says that eyes of the Lord runs to and through. I want you to understand that the throne of God is on Mount Zion. But that doesn't really mean that, that God permanently. So, if I can see a man who will reflect God, I see the presence of God in that place. I want you to understand these things. In, in here lies your strength. He said, for my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And so I can see a man and I know that God is living in that man because of that man has become a, a total representation of the essence of God. So wherever the presence of the Lord is, I know that God is there. Are, are, you, are you fooling me? So, our relationship with God is not modeled after any, any man's preference or any man's doctrine. Hmm? But this is a, a, an open relationship that was cemented by the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. So I want you to understand, what are the basic components of this mountain? The first thing you need to understand is that there are innumerable company of angels. Follow me carefully. There will not be any city without inhabitants of that city. And who are the inhabitants of that city? Me and you. Are, are you following me? So now, the major component of this city of the Lord is this. Innumerable company of angels. Number two, the general assembly of the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Number three, 
the judge, the God, the judge of all. That's Elohim, who is the judge of all. Then number four, the spirit of just men made perfect. Number five, Jesus Christ, who is the mediator of the new covenant. Number six, and the last, which is the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of heaven. So these are the major components you're going to find on Mount Zion. Are you following me? So someone is asking, why do I see the angels? Now the angels are your are for you. They are ministering to you. For the Bible speaking in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, are they not ministering spirits who have been sent to minister to you and your siblings, to you and your family? Are they not ministering spirits? This is the totality of their essence on this mountain. Are we together? So the church is a member of this mountain. The church, the church is a member of this mountain. So, God, I mean Elohim, is a member of this mountain. Are you following me? Then, um, the spirit of just men made perfect. Men who were polished, men who were helped by God. I'm talking about the likes of Abraham. I'm talking about the likes of Elijah, Elisha. These were men who were helped. I'm talking about the patriarchs of old who were helped by God. I'm talking about Enoch here. You understand? So they are sweet. So at, at some point, I'm going to tell you the function of each of these things. But like I said, I, I just came to brush this up. We are going to carefully analyze, and I'm going to be referring a lot of us to this very episode, okay, where I am giving this introduction now. Are you following me? So Jesus Christ is a member of this mountain. Now, when you read Philippians chapter 2, I think from verse um, 3, can, can we get there quickly? So that we can carefully analyze these things, okay? Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 from verse 3. No, 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 okay. Okay, let's let's take from verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Past tense. This same mind I want you to exhibit is that very mind that was in Christ Jesus when he lived this remember that Jesus Christ was 100% human and 100% spiritual person do you understand me okay so there was a mind he carried and he could carefully track the affairs of this world so let that same mind be in you number six number verse six who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God so he could do he was spiritually loaded so this is the difference between Jesus Christ and the devil. Okay, so he he they attended a lot of spiritual capacity, spiritual height, but the Bible says now he he was in the form of God, but he did not he never thought it once to take up the position of God. So this was a mistake that Satan did. I mean, Lucifer did. Okay, this was just the very mistake he did. Okay, and. Um, at this point, this was what made him a total cast out. He could not work with God. Pay attention. So, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. Oh my God. Are you seeing the kind of mind? Remember, he said, let this mind be in you. Now, I'm showing you the mind now. Follow me carefully. He took upon himself the form of a servant and, made, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, humility and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, wherefore God has highly exalted him. Are you, are you fooling me? I'm telling you how Jesus Christ is a member, how that he was 
I mean, he has gotten a position in this mountain. Okay, follow me. I'm going to show you how that you have gotten a position too because you that is listening to me have a place in this mountain. I am going to show you in a short while. Follow me. So, wherefore, because of um, having passed this test, okay, picking up the form of a servant, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, even though he, he is God, he did not want him, he is God. He, he, is, he has that form, but he has never taught it to be equal with God. So, remember, this is the kind of mind that we should carry. Let this mind which was in Christ be in you. And being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death. It's a way for God, having seen God, who knows the intent, the inner intent of the heart of a man. God, who knows the end from the beginning, who knows the beginning from the end. Is a way for God himself. I'm talking about the Elohim now. And highly exalted him and then he had given him a name which is above every other name. And now this is it. He said, at the mention of this name, which is Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every tongue should confess. Now this is the totality of your gospel, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. <sighs> Wherefore, okay, I think I think no, that's that. Okay, so so have you seen how that Jesus Christ gained access and gained so much authority in this city? Now follow me carefully. I'm going to show you how you too. <laughs> so, like I said, Jesus Christ, who is the mediator of the new covenant, and so he brought about a new covenant. And this covenant had so much capacity to blot out the handwriting of the law. Now, how did I know this? Colossians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 15, Bible says, blotting her out the handwriting of the ordinance, which was against us and contrary to us, nailing it to the cross. Verse 15, having spoiled principalities and powers, the Bible says he made an open show of them triumphing over them in it so it was not a hidden um, affair or something it was it was glaring that jesus christ came and one one of the major things he came to do was to blot out every handwriting that was contrary to humanity and was against us and he took it to the cross hmm. for the son of man was made manifest that he may destroy the works of darkness this was the essence of his arrival this is how and why he announced his arrival. Follow me carefully. So, the next component of this mountain is the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of ever. So, you could understand that on this mountain, the blood is a separate entity. Ha ha, I wish you understand. <laughs> are, are you following me? The blood is a separate entity on this mountain. We're going to carefully analyze these things in, 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 in weeks to come. Please pay attention. I'm just doing a brushing over, okay? So the blood is a separate entity, and then they give the characteristics. And they say, this blood, eh? though there are many kind of blood, but this blood speaks better than every kind of blood. Now, when we talk about blood here, please follow me. It is not that liquid, or is it liquid? 
It's not that reddish. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We are talking about in this blood. We are talking about is the strength. Follow me. Is the strength of the sacrifice that was made. Pay attention. So, have you ever thought about why the Bible will, or will compare the blood of Jesus with the blood of Abel? What was that? Jesus and Abel. Of course, Abel was a, a significant figure in the Bible, of which I think one of these days we will carefully talk about him, but that's not our emphasis. So, why is it blood? No, why is it blood? The blood was separated because it's not that physical, um, reddish, uh, liquid, viscous stuff you see. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the strength of the sacrifice. And so, we will know the strength of a man's blood by the things he dropped on the altar. You did not get that. Hmm? So, there is an altar and then sacrifice is required. <laughs> and then we will look and then we will check. And then from thence, we will know the strength of your blood. This is what the Bible was talking about. Now, let me explain. And the men were giving in the, in, the, in the synagogue after that the sermon was completed. And Jesus Christ stepped by, side, by the side. And he was looking at the, 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 the boy. And then men came. They dropped serious offering. And Jesus looked and said, is it this woman that is been, this man that this woman gave her last? So I'm imagining. So I can have a million dollars in my hand on my account and I bring it to the Lord. And another is having just one dollar. And the Lord will, in his mind, vet and then he sees that guy. The one that give, gave one dollar is of a more superior capacity in the spirit than this. And as a matter of fact, the blood of this man is stronger. My, did, you, did you get that? So yet, Abel sacrifice. Jesus also came to sacrifice. But the strength of these sacrifices were not the same. Though it was on a good cause, but the strength is not the same. Do you understand where blood comes in now? <laughs> May the Lord give you understanding. May the Lord give you understanding. So, I'm going to link this now. So this mount, on this very mount, this city of the living God, this heavenly Jerusalem, you could see and you can see the, the various components of this mount. And the last is what? The blood. That is the weight of the sacrifice that was done for me and you. And in this, in the light of this, we now have access. You don't need a pastor right now. All you need is a relationship. All you need is light. All you need is understanding to be able to access this mountain. And you see now, the reason why you are liberal, the reason why you are broke, the reason why you are emotionally downcasted, the reason why you are so overwhelmed by the situation, by the cares of life, is that you have not journeyed to Mount Zion. Because once you get to Mount Zion, your burdens are lifted. It is a place of love. It is a place of righteousness. No wonder David in Psalm 24 was so conscious to say, who shall ascend to the holy hills of the Lord? Who shall go to this mountain? Then he gave a, 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 a unique character. He said, he that has a clean heart and a clear He said, he that has not lifted up his heart to vanity. So this is the criteria to journey to that mountain. And then 
The reason why you are not able to get there is because you are, you are, you are living a compromised life. The state of your existence is compromised. Pay attention. And how can you overcome? How can you overcome this compromising? The first thing to do is to understand the quality of work that was done on the cross of Calvary. Now I tell you the truth. Jesus Christ did a good job. He did a good job. Ah, he did a fantastic job for humanity. He did the best job. You know what I get? My, my God. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ did a good job. So you need to understand first what he did. And then, he that believes will not perish, but have everlasting life. He that believes will not perish, but have everlasting life. So what, what, what did Jesus Christ do? Um, Father, hey, I know that that girl is a fornicator. But Lord, eh, when you want to punish her, look at me. Did you get this? I know that man is a murderer. But Lord, when you want to kill him, eh? look at me. Lord, you know I drank vinegar for him. Lord, you know I was stoned, I was spatted on. Lord, I was beaten because of him. Look not on his sin, but look at me. So by the reason of the Hayafena Kavradilas, from Vadivo Kofradias, do you understand this now? So Lord, don't look at him. Because if you look at him, you can kill him, you can kill him. That was why it was easier for people to die. You know, you will not just die God, you will die immediately. But by the reason of Jesus Christ, we have been redeemed. We have been saved. We have been set free. Do you know what Jesus Christ did? Lord, I poured my blood for that womanizer. Lord, don't look at him. Lord, look at me. Lord, look at me and bless him. Look, we know he does not deserve. I hope you know that your works cannot even save you. Ah! I hope you are aware. So some of you want to be martial men. You want to be a star boy. You feel it's by righteousness. For the Bible said, even your righteousness is like a filthy rack before the Lord. So it is God. Jesus Christ came as, as a mediator. A mediator. He brought a new covenant in place. He brought a new technology, a new and said, Yes, God, God, this is it. When you want to kill him, no, don't look at him. He's, he's undeserving, but look at me. So now, you're saying that you are driving cars and building houses all over, and then in your mind, it's because you used to pay tight. It's because, am I saying they're wrong? No, they're not wrong. But the Lord's hand is upon your life because of what was done for you on the cross of God. And Lord, you, you do not deserve this blessing, but Lord, and because of me, blessing. Are you fooling this? So some of us need to understand what that the Lord Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. And when you get the picture of this, Mount Zion will be a familiar place for you. And so Satan can no more have that ability over you. He can no more place you in a place of guilt because the blood was shed because of you and me. Eh? So Satan is only wanting you to be deficit of this knowledge. He doesn't want you to know this thing. That is why when you say demon, you shout Holy Ghost fire. Who's, what's that? And you shall cast it out in the name of Jesus. And you are shouting Holy Ghost fire. Who taught you this thing? I, I'm sorry, I was passing by. There is time for that. But, but these are simple. We are coming. I will explain. M- much later. As we journey.
Do you, do you understand this now? Do you understand? So Satan does not want you to understand what the Lord Jesus did for you on the cross. It was a good, Jesus Christ did a good job. He did a good job. Uh, so, so while you are suffering, you have not joined me to this mountain. And how can you join me? Eh? Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ. He did everything. And uh, so, so when you... <laughs> oh, my team, la hati I think I think I should I should hold on here for this podcast. There there is a lot later. There's a lot in my spirit, and I think later will be good. So I I wanted to come to this understanding that everything you need is on that mountain, is in that city, and you have to start journeying there. You have to journey there, and when you get there, it is not by your ability, it's not by your works, it's not by your strength. Hmm. It's not by your strength, but by that job that Jesus Christ did, by the blood that was shed on that. So if you can just get to that place, your problems, your situations will be taken over. I trust that the Lord will give us understanding. I trust that the Lord will help us. Please share this podcast. Share this podcast. Let's see how the Lord will help us. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. I'm your host, Ebenezer Bassi.